Hello there, and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa. This is the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashams in South Africa and by Stuart Weir in the UK. Well, today we have part two of our interview with Nigerian striker Sani Emmanuel. He was player of the tournament at the FIFA Under-17 World Cup in 2009, but is now trying to get his career back on track after getting injured while playing for the national team. Emmanuel says that the Nigerian Football Federation didn't help him after the injury. There was nobody, and uh, nobody showed concern. I see maybe I, I played for the national team. We look at the common situation where players are injured on national duty but not assisted by their federations. And we ask what can we expect from Wilfred Bonney at Manchester City after making two appearances as a substitute. On Saturday, Manchester City beat Newcastle 5-0 and poor old Wilfred didn't get off the bench until the fifth goal had gone in. Well, first, the African Super Cup was won by Entente Setif of Algeria last weekend, winning at home to Giants Al-Athli of Egypt after a penalty shootout. Now, this annual contest pits the CAF Champions League winners against the Confederation Cup winners, so Setif added this title to their Champions League crown. It's actually the 18th time in the 20 editions of the Super Cup that the hosts have won the contest, which is only played over one leg. Uh, so, Solomon, it's all a bit predictable. Yes, Steve. Uh, uh, Satif has been enjoying a glorious uh, football season from last year, uh, you know, and they really did that. They won the CAF Africa Football Club of the Year. Uh, the coach was named the Coach of the Year. So they have really come a long way, and uh, indeed, it was good to see them uh, winning the, uh, the crown. I think, you know, Algerian football is really enjoying some sort of a resurgence. Uh, so it's great to really see them. And uh, in this game, they scored first uh, before Al came back and got that equalizer but going to the penalty kicks uh, they were able to uh, win the crown so congratulations to them definitely yes Anton Setif and Algerian football as a whole doing well now to part two of our interview with Nigerian striker Sani Emmanuel who was player of the tournament at the FIFA under 17 World Cup in 2009 Emmanuel joined the youth side of Italian club Lazio alongside his teammate Ogeni Onazi, but he got injured while playing for the national youth team and his career was derailed. He had stints in Switzerland and Israel, but Emmanuel is currently without a club. Oluwashina Okaleji spoke to Emmanuel in Rome in Italy, and last week we heard how he's determined to get his injury-ravaged career back on track. Well, this week, Emmanuel speaks about his injury. Oluwashina asked if he received any assistance from the Nigeria Football Federation after getting injured on national duty. Uh, from the Federation, I think um, there was nobody, and uh, nobody showed concern. I said maybe I, I played for the national team. And, uh, yeah, I got a lot of support from my friends, my colleagues, uh, like uh, Onazi, who he has been like uh, like a brother from day one. I've been living together. He has been doing very well, like helping me in so many ways, you know. And also uh, Kenneth Omero as well, he... He has been a very good uh, friend and a brother. And then um, above all, I, my daddy, uh, T.B. Joshua, he has been there as well and he has been doing everything 
all alone, but without any support of from the government, from the uh, Nigerian Football Federation. And um, yeah, I've been like this for the past uh, two years, working very hard with the support of friends. So, and I thank God for the for the grace. Despite being ignored by the federation, if you get a call up to represent Nigeria against say at the under twenty three level, will you respond to that? Will you come over? Will you play for the um, under twenty three side? Yeah, honestly, it's always been my dream, like to to play for my country. So now I thank God that the injury thing is over, and I'm working very hard to come back. If I'm called up today, trust me, I will. I will always try to give my best and to represent my country. So I don't care if the people they don't care, but uh, I love my country and. Uh, um, I want to always play for my country. Yeah. That's Sani Emmanuel, who was player of the tournament at the FIFA Under-17 World Cup in 2009, saying that he'd still love to play for Nigeria, even though he wasn't helped by the Nigeria Football Federation when he got injured playing for the national team. Well, it's happened here in Zimbabwe to several top players who've picked up serious injuries with the national team. And Solomon, I'd say it's a common situation across Africa. Yes, Steve, over the years I've seen a lot of uh, players playing for Ghana, uh, Senegal or Nigeria really get into a place where they become frustrated and decide not to play for the national team. Not because they don't love their country, but just because uh, they got a lot of ill treatment. Uh, Medical bills sometimes uh, can be really high for operations or rehabilitation, uh, you know, for the player to get back in his feet like uh, Sunny Emmanuel now close to two years of trying to do that. So we really have to be able to do that. And I will really squarely blame the FA across the continent of Africa. Uh, Even if there are no insurance or any sort of medical aid to cover that, we should be able to make plans to create those kind of uh, structures uh, because a football player's career can just end in one day or he's going to be sidelined because of an injury uh, playing for his national team. And sometimes the players also run into trouble with their clubs because they come and play for their nation uh, and pick up an injury going back to their club and they sit on the bench for for a couple of months or the coach is not happy with them, never want to future them in the first team uh, anymore uh, because they always frequently go to the national team and they pick up an injury uh, because the clubs pay their salary anyway. Uh, you know, So it is really important for the FA to really sit down and, and, and really create some sort of a structure around it, especially also for young players uh, like uh, uh, Sunny Emmanuel who are still uh, coming of age and have uh, maybe about 10 years in front of them to play football. So there are lots of shortcomings in Africa when it comes to this issue. Our European football expert Stuart Weir joins us from the UK. Uh, Stuart, it happens all over the world that players do get injured playing for the national team. How are they treated in Europe? Well, we heard from Michael Owen uh, last week and Michael had a bad injury in the 2006 World Cup. And his then club, Newcastle, really kicked up a fuss about this, demanded compensation. And FIFA has now introduced a scheme called the Club Protection Programme, which formalises the compensation payable to any player injured on international duty who is prevented from playing for their club for more than four weeks. And, you know, for example, during the period September 2012 to the end of 2014, FIFA settled 126 cases, paying out a total of $50 million 
to clubs for the loss of their players due to injury on international duty. So, uh, in a way, certainly at the top level, FIFA has taken action to compensate clubs. Uh, I don't think this at the moment would deal with the situation that that we started this on, youth players. Uh, But at least it's a step in the right direction. I mean, I think the other thing is that certainly the big clubs in Europe will all have their players insured. But of course, uh, when you're looking for payouts like the 50 million, the insurance premiums are pretty high too. So it's, it's, it's not an easy one. And certainly there have been pressure by certain clubs on players not to play international football. I mean, for example, Ryan Giggs, they said, was always injured. Uh, when Wales were playing a friendly game and that Manchester United were encouraging him him not to play. Uh, A player like Alan Shearer actually retired from international football to extend his club career. So it's a difficult one, and I think there's a real conflict here between international football and, uh, and clubs. Well, so there is compensation available through FIFA if a player gets injured on national duty at senior level in a FIFA tournament. Thanks a lot, to Stuart, uh, to Facebook and WhatsApp now. Last week we asked if you think it was the right time for Ivory Coast defender Colo Toure to retire from international football after winning the Africa Cup of Nations with the Elephants. In the Gambia, Justice says, yes, I think it was the right move for Colo to quit international football so as to give the young ones a chance to shine. Sajo Saar says, yes, at this age it's tough to secure a place in the starting lineup with a national team. Ebrima Barrow says yes, and now young stars can have a chance to be known worldwide. Modu G.J. Colley says Toure's done the right thing at the right time, I believe. Hamidou says yes, it was the right decision, having won the Nations Cup. Amadou Mane says yes, it was the right time for Colo to hang up his boots with the elephants. He shall be remembered as a super legend for the country. Joseph Gomez in the Gambia says, yes, it's the right time for Colo to say goodbye. And Lamin Jaju says, yes, a good decision he made. And congratulations to Colo for the job well done. So that's a unanimous verdict. Well, from Colo Toure to another Ivorian. This week, tell us how you think that Wilfred Bonny will do at Manchester City. Will he be a success? Will he score goals? Will he be on the bench too much? What can we expect from Wilfred Bonny at Man City? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Well, Stuart, Bonnie was signed by City from Swansea for $42 million. He started off with two substitute appearances in the league last weekend and on Tuesday night in the UEFA Champions League against Barcelona. How do you say it's going so far for Wilfred Bonnie? What is happening for him, I'm afraid, is no surprise to me. I mean, on Saturday, Manchester City beat Newcastle 5-0. And poor old Wilfred didn't get off the bench until the fifth goal had gone in. And, you know, when you think that Aguero, Diego, David Silva had scored for Manchester City, you know, you you cannot argue um, that they made the wrong decision not to start with Bonnie. So Bonnie came in, he had one decent chance, which was well saved. And then you you don't change a winning team, they say. And for the game against Barcelona, uh, Bonnie was again on the bench. And again, he got on after 67 minutes replacing uh, Dzeko and now immediately Aguero scored it was 2-0 to Barcelona at that point and Aguero made it 1-2 
But then five minutes later, uh, Clichy got a red card. So suddenly Manchester City were playing with 10 players and pretty defensive, really. So poor old Wilford only got seven touches of the ball, none of them very memorable. So, uh, you know, I just think he's going to have to be patient and it's going to take take a while for him to establish himself. Manchester City play a different style from what he's used to. But one other thing I'd like to mention about Manchester City, Manchester City had a really difficult month of January. They lost at home to Arsenal. Then they lost in the FA Cup to Middlesbrough. They drew at home to Hull. And of course, the thing about that is that Yaya Torre didn't play in any of those games. Torre is now back and he masterminded the 5-0 win over Newcastle. Ironically, he was suspended from the Champions League game against Barcelona, where again they lost. But, you know, I think having Yaya Torre back, it's going to be a really significant factor in whether Manchester City can catch Chelsea uh, in the race for the Premier League this season. Well, what a huge influencer Yaya Toure is uh, then for Manchester City, uh, feeling his absence uh, when he's not around. Uh, last weekend in the English Premier League, and uh, not a bad one for African strikers there. Well, you know, Senegal is not the biggest country in Africa, nor is it the most significant football one. But my goodness me, the Senegalese players are making an impact on the Premiership. Stoke beat Aston Villa 2-1 on Saturday. Mam Biriam Duf. Uh, scored the first goal, and then the Nigerian Victor Moses got got the winner. But then when West Ham uh, took a 2-0 lead against uh, Tottenham, uh, it was two Senegalese players, Sako and Kuwaiti, who, who scored the goals there. But then the other player I want to mention is at Hull. Damon Doy was signed by Hull City in the transfer window from Lokomotiv in Russia. And last week he scored in the 89th minute the winning goal against QPR. And then the previous week he had scored against Aston Villa. And those two wins could be the difference between Hull City staying in the Premiership and not. And, you know, he's played three games and scored two goals. So he could be the sign of the season if he keeps on playing like this. And finally, Steve, the, the bit of the programme which might be called Yakubu Watch. Um, having had the great start, uh, he didn't play on Saturday against Ipswich, so no more goals to report. Well, yes, we'll keep an eye on Nigeria's Yakubu this weekend. Well, that's it for this edition of the show, but do tell us how you think that Wilfred Bonney will do at Manchester City. Will he be a success there? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashoms in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening. You can find us online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a 2K Plus international sports media production.